Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. My name is Kate Watson, and this time I'm here with my very good friend, my best friend of, oh God, 17, 18, 18 years. Oh my God. My best friend of 18 years. I know I had to really do the math on that one. Um, I'm here with Julie Gehring. So Julie, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Um, you know, I'll, I'll set up our episode, but maybe you just say who you are and to say hello to the listeners. All right. Well, my elevator speech could go something like this. I'm, I'm Kate's bestie, but uh, for uh, <laughs> the purposes of, of, of this show and, and some context, I've spent the past 15 years uh, consulting organizations and being a part of uh, nonprofit organizations in uh, mostly development roles and, and, and with a focus on, on mentoring. I'm going to tell you, Julie, there are very few elevators where you could say, I'm Kate's bestie and anyone will have a clue what you're talking about. But I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. And, and to our listeners, I just want to say, I wanted to bring Julie onto the podcast because we have been talking a lot on this season of the podcast. We've been talking a lot about uh, well-meaning activism, advocacy, and the ways that it sometimes goes wrong. The ways that we sometimes use or abuse uh, power or positions of privilege that we may have. We've been talking about these well-meaning attempts to help in social justice movements. We've been going through that together. And I thought, Given Julie's role and her experience working with a lot of nonprofit organizations, I thought Julie would probably have a lot to offer us uh, on this topic of well-meaning volunteerism. The people who raise their hands and say, I'll volunteer for that. And maybe in some ways their hearts are in the right place, but I'll bet Julie, you have found over 15 years that sometimes this just goes all wrong. So if I had a few questions about that, do you think you could help us out with some stories? Sure, why not? Uh, I probably have a, have a few good ones. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You can change names, uh, whatever you need to do. But maybe a good place to start is just to talk a little bit about, like, why do people volunteer for things in the first place? You, you work with a lot of, um, when I say volunteers, I think in your role, they're kind of formal volunteers, like they've taken a volunteer position. And what brings people to do that? What motivates them? Yeah, that's right. I think um, it's it's helpful for the audience. I will approach this conversation um, from more of like a board recruitment standpoint and from a volunteer mentor that would, um, you know, spend a significant amount of time with, with a young person. Um, so, you know, let's go with, with some of the more interesting uh, routes of why why somebody might, uh, might just try to help. And yeah. so... Let's what? get right into the juicy ones. Good ones. <laughs> uh, so I'd say if we're playing, hopefully this is not centered out, if we're playing like family feud, like top five or top three, I would mm-hmm. say on the board would be uh, that their boss told them that they should volunteer or they want to get close to 
a coworker and build that bond a little bit more. See, that's interesting. If you had, if we were really playing the game show and you had made me guess what's in the top five, I honestly would never have guessed that in the top five is that people volunteer because their boss told them to. I, I, I wouldn't have put that in my top 10. So that's really interesting. Say more about that. Yeah, um, I think that that sometimes people just want want to get closer to with that that relationship, and you know, thinking about this from that like eye opening experience of a uh, of of a of a nonprofit and and uh, being on the other end if you're in a development role, say, and being able to receive that that mentor's time or that board member's time. Sometimes it's hard that, you know, that that person might not be so, so invested in, in that experience. So they might just join, come in. And, and I think it's, it's hard to, to be able to, to train that, that volunteer as well. Mm-hmm. That they're just there because somebody told them to join or yeah. that they're there because their spouse told them that they should, they should do this. And you know, I, I can look at myself cause I've, I've been known to do that too. I, but again, we're just trying to help. Like I just wanted, wanted my significant other to, to, to volunteer his time. So volunteering other people's time could be also on that list. I'm sure over the last 18 years, you have once or twice roped me into some volunteering. Right. I think there's this word for it. It's like you're voluntold to do something. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard about people being voluntold and I can't even imagine Julie trying to train people who are not being paid for their work and didn't even really want to be there in the first place. Um, the lack of investment there must be just palpable. Right, right. And, and, and I would say like number two would be that, that they're, they're, they're looking for, for a job. Right. And so there's no, no harm, no foul in, in looking for, for a job and, and working uh, to on a volunteer basis. Um, yeah. But there's two avenues to that. One, are you volunteering to be a part of a greater cause and to network with the other individuals that are a part of it? And that, that's great. I think that's good advice. But then mm-hmm. I had somebody that wanted to work with a young person in a mentoring capacity, mm-hmm. but also wanted a job. And the time when she had spent maybe over a month, month and a half with this young person, then she left that relationship with the young person mm. because she didn't get the job at the organization. So you're exploiting young people because you're trying to get a job. And that's just, that doesn't sit well with me. No. So you're saying the person didn't get the job. So they bailed on the relationship with the young person who they were mentoring. And I, we could probably list 10, 20, maybe a hundred things wrong with that. But somewhere on that list of things that's wrong with that is it was also just a a poor moment of uh, role modeling for a young person. Like that young person just learned if you don't get what you want, you just walk away. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so then one of the reasons people volunteer is their boss told them to or a spouse told them to or a friend told them to. Uh, Another reason is they may want a job with the organization they're volunteering with. Are there other reasons that you find people decide to volunteer? Yeah, absolutely. But I would say even like backtracking like a little bit of like, you know, what's some advice? Because it's in this, it's not totally wrong, like I said, to to use it, use volunteer opportunities or to take advantage of them um, for building relationships or maybe looking for different job opportunities. What I would say to that is that like that they shouldn't overcommit themselves. Like if they're yeah. just 
kind of embracing it for for networking that you know don't volunteer to be the president of the organization you know start off small and don't overcommit is the bottom line on that know your limits know what you're capable of yeah that makes a lot of sense and then like thinking about like the other you know spheres of of you know this only trying to help but it's not so working out so well um like the like I would say like the person that's like that name dropper in in a meeting like you're going around the room and they're like oh I know Sally and I know this person and I know this person and they're all excited because they think that they're going to reach out to their friends about your great cause and get them involved in the mission and you know they're they're name dropping in a way and then they don't follow through again and they mm-hmm. overshare and and then it's like okay you know, we met in March and we come back in April and well, well, where's Sally and all these other people that you're trying to bring into this organization? It's just not not there. So there's over committing and then there's also over promising or kind of making yourself look like you're going to be more helpful than you really can be. And can I just say, I love that you named this person Sally, because when Leslie and I do this and we're looking for a name, it almost always comes out to Sally. <laughs> Sally is like the third host of only trying to help. So that just worked out so well. That is great. But like once somebody does all that, like again, oversharing, um, it just makes, makes more work for the organization. You know, they, they send them down this, like this wild goose chase for possibly funding or uh, often I worked with development uh, members that were, we were plant, trying to plan everybody pre-COVID always had a gala or we called them rubber chicken dinners. And so <laughs> I've never heard that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the cheapest, cheapest meal on the, on the option for, for a, a hotel venue. So, you know, that they're, they're trying to get in there and select the linens or the centerpieces. And it just, it makes more time for the organization, especially when when you're an organization that's a little bit more small and doesn't have a big development team to to have a big capacity of, of, of team members to to field Sally's calls about the floral centerpieces, right? Screw Sally. She's ruining <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, no, but you make such a good point. Like, look, if you're going to volunteer The idea is you're supposed to be lifting a burden from this organization. You're supposed to be contributing in some way. And if you find that a volunteer is creating more work, then that's something to take a look at. That's a, that's a volunteer role gone, gone wrong. Um, I was, I was sitting in on a presentation today, of course, on zoom because of the world we live in. And uh, somebody said, you don't go into somebody's house and rearrange the furniture. Uh, and I think that they apply to volunteers. Volunteers are coming into an organization with the plan to be helpful, but don't come in and rearrange the furniture from the organization who's been there all along, long before you decided to volunteer. Um, so that's something to think about. What else can you tell us? You know, be more intentional with them. Like, and Sally doesn't want 70 emails about centerpieces or just random questions. Like if you can, if you're asking an organization, if you're emailing an organization what their mission is, like, that's a problem. Like go and do some of your homework first, go online, read as much as you can, and then ask the organization for that support. Yeah. One of the things that I often talk about when it comes to people, um, 
yeah, wanting to have better conversations around whether it's race, ethnicity, gender, social class, they often say, well, sometimes I say the wrong thing and then I feel really bad. And so I'll ask the person who I just hurt, oh, can you, can you explain this to me? Can you teach me how to be better? Can you teach me how to say things next time so that I don't offend in the future? And that's really problematic. And I'm, I'm coming back to your point, Julie, because this is someone who I understand is just trying to help, but they're trying to help and simultaneously asking the person who they're trying to help to do all the work. And, and I think that volunteers may at times do that. They may show up and say, well, I want to be helpful, but you have to teach me this and you have to tell me about your mission and you have to give me this information and you're creating work for the organization where maybe a volunteer should come and know what skills they bring to the table and bring those skills rather than draining time from those who they're actually trying to help. Does that make sense? Oh, I, I love it. I think the spirit of volunteerism is trying to give something, is trying to do good. That's the spirit of it. And you and I agree, there's nothing wrong with wanting something in return, like a cool networking opportunity or a resume builder, fair game. Uh, but the spirit of volunteering is supposed to be, I'm doing good for this organization. And you're highlighting the ways that sometimes volunteers maybe like to paint a picture, like I'm here to help, and meanwhile, they're criticizing, they're needy, they need something from the organization, or they create a lot of work. So if you're going, I'm speaking to the audience now, not to you, Julie, if you're <laughs> going to raise your hand and volunteer for something, I think Julie and I are asking you to kind of check your motivations and check some of your behavior. Because if you are truly trying to help, let's be thoughtful about how to do that well. How can you show up and be a truly helpful volunteer rather than a volunteer just in name. Am I, am I getting some of the main points here, Julie? Yeah, to sum it up, you know, staff hours are limited. So, you know, be part of that solution. Yes, do not raise your hand to volunteer, pat yourself on the back for being such a great person and then end up causing more harm than good. And that's kind of the theme that we've been talking about this season on the podcast about, you know, activism or advocacy, sometimes well-meaning attempts to create change in an organization or in the world lead to a bit more harm than good. And it's just really important for Sally, <laughs> for Sally to be mindful of that. Uh, what have we missed, Julie? I mean, what else can you tell us that you think would be helpful for just kind of a general audience who either might be thinking about volunteering or, or, you know, some of our audience may be people who have volunteers in their organizations. What else do you think might be helpful? Yeah, I think some of the best um, experiences as, as, a, as a development professional that I've had with, with mentors or with, with board members is when, when they can use their personal networks to help get the mission out and to help uh, locate uh, different resources that are, that are really helpful to, to, solving um, needs within the community and being also I think one is is that like you might say oh well I've got this great resource but it's not in line with the mission so before you make that ask to get with the executive director to get with a development team and be like hey do you need 5,000 computers because guess what they, they might not be able to even house something like that too and that's that's a that's, a, that's another big one that we didn't touch on yeah so um Part of what you're saying here is to slow your roll, 
right? And like check with the right people before you start making moves. That's exactly right. You know, one thing I'm thinking about is this idea of what motivates a volunteer. And I'm sure there will be people out there listening who say motivations should be purely, purely with selfless intent, right? Like if you're going to volunteer, you should be 100% in it to help others. And, and this is maybe just my opinion, Julie, but I, I just want to go on the record and say, I think it is perfectly okay for a volunteer to expect something in return for their time, because otherwise I worry about volunteers getting exploited. There are some organizations out there who use a lot of volunteers who maybe could have and should have been paid employees in some cases. And they really like brush up against employment law in some cases um, because they are relying so much on volunteers to do work, like grunt work, and they're not paying them. And so I just want to say to folks who are out there volunteering, as much as we've been emphasizing, do good and give what you can and don't drain the organization. I also think it's okay to respect, to, excuse me, to expect that you might get to meet some people who you add to your network, that you might get a neat resume building opportunity, that maybe you get some training that helps you in your future career. Uh, I don't think it's so wrong to have a little bit of an ulterior motive uh, because otherwise I do get concerned about volunteers just being taken advantage of out there. What are your thoughts about that? I just have to laugh because as we're, we're thinking about this, I'm, I'm having like one of those like Carol, Carol Baskin moments. Like I, if you didn't go there, I was going to bring up Tiger King. If, <laughs> if you didn't, I was going to, I, no one can tell because you can see me, but the listeners can't see us. I like jumped out of my seat when you said Carol Baskins, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, Joe exotic too. You know, he went, he went looking for like cheap, vulnerable labor who he could exploit. Um, now she relied on volunteers. So let's back up in case somebody's lost. You're, you're referencing Tiger King, which almost everybody watched during the pandemic, but uh, what was this? Netflix? Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a Netflix show uh, about these do we even call them zoos? They're not quite zoos where the tigers are held in captivity in the United big States. Experience that yeah, it's like a big volunteers and animals. Right. These big cat uh, live experiences, which I don't know if we can call them zoos, but they are, they are places where people can go and see tigers and lions and, and big cats. And listen, most of the world watched Tiger King and they were kind of laughing at just like the crazy characters. And a lot of people got angry about the animal treatment. Personally, personally, I walked away thinking this series is about, has themes of labor, about how we treat people. And Carol Baskins has this whole complicated network of volunteers. You can be a blue shirt volunteer or a red shirt volunteer or a yellow shirt volunteer, or you can be light blue or turquoise blue or dark blue. And they all have different meanings. And she works these volunteers to death and she does not pay them any money. This to me is exploitive. 
that's exploitive. And anyway, maybe I interrupted you. I was just so excited that you brought up Carol Baskin. No, I was like exactly when you were, were, you know, listing some of the benefits and, and sure. I mean, Kate and I, we, we went to the same school and, and we loved a good free t-shirt as well when we were like on, on something. And, and so when you're just name, naming some of those benefits, my mind went right there to, to Carol Baskin's colorful t-shirts, but no, I, I think there's so much to gain out of, out of volunteerism. I've met some of the most incredible people out of it. I've left organizations and still, um, you know, kept, kept friends, um, because of, of those interactions and, you know, lifelong friends now. And I think that it's, it's important to recognize that sure. One of the benefits of volunteering is that, is that you get to know, know your community and, you know, it's, it's a really wonderful thing, but to just be cognizant and, and do it for the right reasons. Um, and don't be a burden on, on the organization, be more helpful. Yep. I think these are the key themes. Like we might say, do it for the right reasons. And I, I believe that, and it's okay to do something with a big heart and with, with, you know, the quote, right reasons and expect to be treated with dignity and expect that you might gain something as well. And at the same time, try not to drain the organization who you claim to be trying to help. So these are all kind of complicated ideas. Um, and, and maybe it's unfair of us to try to cram this into a brief podcast episode, but I think it's aligned with what we've been talking about this season around well-meaning activism and advocacy. And now I'm throwing in their volunteerism that it's not enough to just pat yourself on the back and say, oh yeah, I'm a volunteer. I, I might want to know like, what kind of volunteer are you? <laughs> are you, what are you contributing and how are you lifting the burden of an organization? Um, there's more to it than just signing up. And, um, and I think you're describing how probably a lot of people just sign up and aren't quite ready to really commit to what it means to volunteer. I can't thank you enough for doing this with me. I mean, it's also just a great excuse to see you. That's right. Also, you know, I was thinking, Julie, we met as volunteers. That's true. I mean, technically. Friends are. Yeah. Yeah, we all volunteer together. We did. I, I really, how crazy is it that I didn't even think about that until like the last five minutes of this? But I was listening to you just a few minutes ago and I thought to myself, wait a minute, 18 years ago, we were volunteering for an organization within our university, along with our friends, Lauren and Deborah. And by the way, Deborah's kids listen to this now. So that's how long we've known each other. And, um, and, and you're one of those lifelong friends that I just mentioned. <laughs> maybe that's what made me think of it. Maybe I heard you say lifelong friends and I was like, you rang? <laughs> yes, my dear. Um, but it's true. We, we did a lot of work all those years ago, a lot of work, a lot of long hours that we put in to volunteer for an organization that we did not get paid for. We never expected to get paid for it. Um, I would say we were in it for the right reasons. We really wanted to do good at our university and we happened to gain a lot at the same time. We gained friendships. We gained, we gained experience. I, I know I personally gained a lot of confidence so you can be in it for the right reasons and gain something at the same time. Um, and I, I like to think that that's kind of our story. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, and, and you're, you're right. Like one of the number one things when I would screen uh, mentors was that they are, they're looking to give back to the community. And, and many times I think it's a great volunteering is a great way. If you're new to a city to, to get involved and to know, know your community as well. That's a great point. You know, I was getting ready to wrap this up, but you've just opened something that I think is hugely important. So we will not be able to do this justice, but um, it may be just something I can use for another episode. But I've been hearing from a lot of adults, uh, people in their 30s and 40s, who say, I don't know how to make friends as an adult, right? It was easy 18 years ago when we were college students hanging out in the student union having pizza. Um, it's a lot harder now. And, and I've been getting a lot of questions about how, how do 40 year olds make new friends and, you know, maybe volunteering is one of those places where you can meet people who have values that are similar to yours, um, that you choose an organization that you care about. You say, Hey, I'm kind of into this. Can I volunteer here? Then you're likely to meet people who are also kind of into what you're into and you know, maybe that's another way that you might gain something from your volunteer experience. Another episode for another day. Well, thank you for being here again. And to our listeners, I will just say, um, if Julie is okay with it, I may put her email address on the website. So if anyone has any questions, she'll be um, you can reach out to her there. And you can always reach me at kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. That's Kate with a K at onlytryingtohelp.com. And you can always find us on social media using the handle at I was O-T-T-H. O-T-T-H stands for only trying to help. So again, that handle is at I was O-T-T-H. Thanks folks. And thanks, Julie. And thanks, Sally.